Welcome to the Disconnection Podcast. My name is Kyle Nielsen, and I'm here with Ben Harmadi, and we're your hosts for today's show, slash we're just going to interview each other. During this episode at Disconnection, we're going to be speaking to each other, and we're going to let you guys know a little bit about us and why we are doing this podcast. So awkward doing an intro for yourself in the beginning of a podcast. You think it? so? A little bit. I mean, it's all not that up. I think you sounded awkward specifically, but like the idea of doing an intro for like just hi, yourself. here I am. Yeah, it's just like all right, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I think that the best question to start with is Ben. Why do you want to do this podcast? <sighs> sick question. Sick question. Um, well, since I was a little boy, I've been listening to podcasts. And uh, <laughs> they didn't exist when I was young, but I like to believe they did. Now, uh, why do I want to do this podcast? I don't know, dude. You asked me one day and like the day you asked me to do the podcast, I was thinking about doing a podcast that day. So it kind of just worked out that I was like, you know what? Let's just, let's just get together and we'll do this fucking podcast thing. And like, uh, I, I was excited. Not that I feel like I have things to that. I think the world needs to hear what I have to say, but I do like speaking. And if there's an audience that's willing to listen, that would be fucking cool, man. <laughs> and you know what? I'm, I hope whoever is listening is somewhat enjoying what I have to say. We haven't even started, but uh, the the reason is I'm I'm happy to be doing something with my friends that's productive, and I'm having a big smile doing it. <laughs> and at the same time, I could flaunt my ego a little bit, and maybe somebody sure. will listen to it. And sure. I guess that's the most genuine answer I could probably give you. I appreciate your honesty. Thank you. I appreciate you as a human being. Wow. Uh, wow. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> now, could you tell me why you want to be part of this podcast? Absolutely. So I have been having multiple conversations with many of my friends and they all boil down to there's not enough sharing of knowledge. People are the availability in general of information is just so widespread. Uh, the internet is in our palms. Everywhere we go, it's in our pockets. Um, but when you look up questions, you're looking up random things, um, you know, like having a conversation like, oh, how high is Mount Everest? Like how, you know, far down from sea level is the Dead Sea? Stupid things. But those are so, facts, though. Yes, those are facts. Um, right. That's what I'm getting at. Okay. But to understand each other and to grow as a human, I think that having conversations is really how it happens. And listening to conversations, you know, like when we all sat around a fire and our ancestors would talk to each other and tell stories. It's about story sharing and uh, the growth that you can have through the listening of another story uh, helps you learn about yourself. And so I get to learn about myself by interviewing other people. And I hope that whoever's listening also gets to learn about themselves by listening to our questions and our guests um, and what the guests have to share. I think that was a much better answer than I gave. Um, I, it was, I don't, wouldn't say better. It was just thought out. It was nice. Yeah. It was nice. Um, I agree with you. I agree with you. And I, you know what? I think that there has been a loss <coughs> in recent years, at least since cell phone era, of conversations. And I'm, I'm not even just saying this because people don't know how to talk to each other anymore. It's a literal problem. Do you text more or do you like call people? What do you think? You text. The, the answer is text. But I make a point. I'll tell you this. And if you're a girl that I've spoken to, you know this. I make a point to make a phone call. Because if you don't make a phone call, you don't you don't seal that relationship. You know, if, it's much more genuine when you're speaking it's on true. the phone. And, and it's a relationship. Whether it goes, you know, more passionate or stays at a re relationship friendship, it's still a relationship. And to, and to, in order for that relationship to have any culmination, it needs to 
you need to hear each other's voices. You need to see each other's faces properly. Yeah. I mean, you know, through texting, you can't get like it's not a genuine response, and you can't get the gen- the genuine read of the person and their personality in a text. At least I don't think so. Like I can sound like such a fucking not that I don't sound like an idiot in person, but on text <laughs> messages, I can really sound like a fool trying to emulate my kind of personality or my sarcasm or my goofiness. It can just co- come off fucking dumb, you know. Yeah. And like I won't say that I haven't learned like t- quote unquote text etiquette over the years and like you know how to sound like a human being, but like I don't like to filter myself. You know what I mean? That's stupid to me that's why i prefer when i'm you know talking to a girl or whatever to make a phone call and get my point and myself across better make sure they understand you get me yeah Yeah. get you because you can totally misconstrue what someone says through text and i've done that to other people multiple times see i used to do it a lot i used to get bothered by certain people's text messaging but every single person has their own style so you can have people give you like that 1k answer and you're like if anybody else did this you know i'd be thinking that they're a fucking asshole but i know that this person just fucking texts like this and they're just probably busier doing whatever they're fucking doing with their life you know which is fine it's fine but it's it's oh, it's up to a little too much interpretation you know what i mean and then your your own brain's filling in the gaps and i guess that's where people can almost fall into their own hole of only knowing how to converse with themselves and their phone and what they think is the reality of the conversation when in fact it could be something very different than totally what they're perceiving. different I like that you said that, that they converse with themselves because yeah. they create stories in their head and they create, uh, you know, like before you go into a conversation that you're a little nervous about, you like make up like how it's going to go and you're like, it'll go this way. And, and when they say that, I'll say this. Right. Or when you end a conversation that you didn't feel comfortable with, you are like, oh, if only I said this one line, like that would have killed it. The ultimate shower thoughts. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> many, many battles in my showers that I didn't happen in real life. I've had thousands of conversations with people that never happened. Conversations, yeah. arguments, yeah. Oh. fights. I've imagined full scenarios. <laughs> <laughs> Being attacked, robbed, just like played out. of. It's so funny how you can get into that shit in the shower. Yeah. Right? <laughs> get sucked in your own fucking... I'm tripping out just thinking about it right now. Anyways, um, we should probably get back on course right we were asking right, about right. each other so um, uh you said that you don't like to talk in your own head uh when you're texting and so the disconnect that we have with people do you feel like it's he said it, he said the name of the podcast disconnection do you feel like in your conversations with people you have a disconnection um eh, it's not that i have a disconnection with people maybe I'd say in my initial conversations with people, there's a disconnection before. Like, it's a weird thing to say because who the fuck are you initially texting besides, you know, somebody who you're, who you're trying to be a suitor of, right? Or maybe you made a new friend at work or something or in whatever fucking place and, you know, you're texting a little bit before meeting each other. But, like, the question is if I feel – say it again. Do you feel a disconnection with if some I feel of the dis- people? So, yeah. no. Like, if, when I'm talking to my friends that I know with established relationships, they're established. So I understand where they're coming from and what they're saying. Or at least I have more context to it. And uh, the, it, the truth that, – that's the word. It's It comes from lack of context when you don't understand the, where the disconnection comes from. So when you, there's a person that you don't know very well, you don't have very much context to the weird shit that they could be texting you, even if it's not that weird in knowing the person, you know? Right. 
So what I would say is, uh, you know, make more phone calls. Uh, <laughs> now it's fucked. It's fucked. I mean, our, you see people don't even, you know what would piss me off? I'd be walking in the halls of college, I guess we could say, post high school. And you make eye contact with people. And people can't even fucking make eye contact with you anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? They get so uncomfortable. You look them in the fucking face. I would spend days just walking down the hallways making a point just to look people in the face. You know? <laughs> and you know how many people look away? Every single fucking one. <laughs> Either I look, I don't know. You tell me. Do I look like a psycho when I'm looking you in the eyes? I don't, I don't think, think I'm think that so. crazy no. of a looking human being, you know? And, you know, I usually will have like a bit of a smile on, whatever. Right, it's right. never It's never threatening. But... You know, people are very uncomfortable making eye contact these days. And I sincerely think it comes from staring at your fucking phone all and day. And not having to look at someone's eyes when you're talking to them or... Exactly. They make That's a perfect point. They make a habit also with your phone in your hand and you're talking to somebody. You're not looking at their fucking face while you're talking. It drives me absolutely nuts. Actually. I think there's <laughs> a, a point to that, though, of while, while I was in the military... Mm -hmm. It was funny. You don't need to look at someone, though, to speak to them. Like, when you're being instructed by drill instructors in sure. boot camp, they don't tell you to look at them. The, the purpose is use your ears, listen to what's being said, continue doing what you're doing, and then do the next thing that they told you to do. But you so, wouldn't say a drill structure instructor telling you what to do is an ideal human interaction. No, it's not. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's totally a dominating <laughs> yeah. interaction. Right. Um, but in the sense of, like, if I'm at work and I'm doing something and my boss is telling me like, hey, also, Kyle, do this. Like, sure. Okay. I'm listening. I'm I'm approving. I may like do a nod mm -hmm. of like understanding and then continue doing what I'm doing, whether I look at him or not. Um, and I think that using it effectively is different from what you were just sharing about, which is people like can't look at you when they speak to you. No. Yeah. It's yeah. two very different things. I right. think, I, I, I think people are literally uncomfortable making eye contact. I mean, I see, I know for myself, sometimes I'm uncomfortable making eye contact and I can't even explain what the fuck it's from. I can't look my own friend in the face sometimes, <laughs> you know, I'm directly sitting in front of Kyle and I'm still, my eyes are wavering it's to part my of your right thinking size. process, but it is, it's true. It's yeah, yeah. some of it is just me thinking and like fucking just looking yeah. around and looking being into your memory or, you know, doing, whatever exactly. which by the way it's totally false that if you like look to the left like it's a lie it's, I, are it's, you sure i swear some body reading motherfuckers <laughs> if you look certain directions it's I mean, if it's you look certain things. directions yes you definitely are looking up and thinking i mean that has yes. to be a thing legitimately it is okay but at a certain point like if you're watching someone and you're trying to see if they're telling a lie having them look up and like in a certain direction is not the ultimate tell of like, oh my God, that person was lying. They were just looking I, back into their mind. I agree with you hundred yeah. percent. Well, you would think that you'd have to, you know, you put your, you put your case together. Yeah. Did yeah their voice yeah. stutter a little bit. They right, get high right. when they said that one yeah, word. Yeah. The different tells they all together. Yeah. You got to, you, you, you use the, the whole story and you put right. it together. The eyes are just the chapter in the, in the book of the liar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so I think that an interesting part of, you and part of your life is maybe a, a piece that you're not f totally comfortable with mm -hmm. sharing and i would like for you to share it sure. um i wish i knew what you're leading up perfect <laughs> 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 uh when do you think you started to become depressed now not that you're depressed right now but you have been depressed in the past i've been very depressed in the past i'm not uncomfortable talking about it at all um when did i start being depressed well yeah when did you, you like, know what's notice? weird like i would tell you that it was when i became a homebody but i've been a homebody since i was a little fucking kid i've always liked sitting in bed playing video games all day it has nothing to do with depression but i think later on as i became depressed it 
easily became, I don't want to call it a symptom, but it was, it's definitely something that didn't help my depression. You know what I mean? I realized that getting out of bed was good and like seeing the day was good. And those are anti-depression things. But now I don't know. I've, I've, uh, like, all right. So I'll say this. Number one, we recorded this episode beforehand. This is our second go interviewing each other. And on our first go interviewing each other, um, I was pretty fucking depressed. And you know what's changed since then? Not much except for me being at a job. (laughs) And, and I'll say that the thing that would take me out of the depression is structure of life. Structure of life is very good. It's very necessary to have a schedule, to have things to do in your day, to have a purpose of your day. Purpose, yeah. That's 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 a good thing. Um, to be depressed is to be without a purpose, and uh, you know what? It, it was a mix of depression and anxiety for me. So I'd be laying in bed, feeling number one, I had nothing to do, nothing I wanted to do. And number two, I could be shaking from anxiety because I feel that I want to do something, but mm-hmm. I, I there's nothing for me to do and I can't figure out. And it's not like, you know, I have plenty of friends. I can call people to hang out. It's not never a problem for me. But in my head, for some reason, I'll tell myself I don't want to do this. I don't want to hang out with anybody, even though I know, on the other hand, it's a, it's a very weird like place to be mentally. You know what I mean? Because I know the answers. I know what I could do to help myself in the time, yet I can still sit there and like wallow in my own shit for way too extended periods. And that sucks. And I'm I'm glad I'm not in one of those periods right now. Who knows if I'll be in another one soon, but it doesn't feel like it's coming on. I've been in a better place. I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully I don't get fired. Um, that would... But even if you do get fired, go out, find another job. Yeah, listen. I, I, Jobs thinking, will come and go. I agree. I agree. A hundred percent. And I, that's the difference. I'm not, de- I, I can be depressed, but I'm not suicidal. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, it's not yeah. like I'm at the point where I'm like, oh, I'm going to, you know, n- nothing's worth it anymore. Right. I still see a future. Even in my deepest depression, it's not like I can't see anything out there for me i still you know i'm a i think i'm at the bottom of everything i think i'm a bit of a dreamer you know what i mean i always like to see the ideal future for myself regardless of which shitty spot in my life i'm in even in the worst spots i could i was able to see that but if it'll become a reality (laughs) we'll we'll see but right now i'm just living life you know and life's life's not bad what's one of your dreams I just want to be rich. I, I'll take it from there. <laughs> yeah, if once you put like that, like nice big money bill in my pocket, like the ideal stuff is like, uh, you know, I like, I, I'd like, I'd like to be rich enough to eat what I want whenever I want. I think mm. that would be the the ideal richness <laughs> level. So you want lobster, go out for some. Exactly, lobster. and it's and it doesn't stop at lobster. You go to some of those Michelin star restaurants in the city. There's stuff to eat around here. Let yeah. me fucking tell you, and. Uh, yeah, ideally, I'd like to be rich where I never have to think about what I'm gonna, how I'm paying for what I'm eating. And I, it sounds like it's not much to ask for, but I mean it on a much higher level than just like <laughs> getting McDonald's every day. I just, I really want to be able to treat my fucking self at all points of, of the day because I'm a glutton at heart. You know, I just, I, I, I am a glutton. And nothing, I don't think anything's wrong with that. Just got to keep your shit together a little bit. <laughs> as long as it doesn't debilitate your No, life. exactly. As long And ideally, in like this dream world where I'm rich, right? Mm-hmm. I'm also in good shape. <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? Like uh, things are going well for FYI, me. FYI, for your information, Ben is not 
obese, no. but he's not in great shape either. I would call myself the most mediocre shape you could possibly. Like, I don't work out, but, like, I'm not fat, you know what I mean? I got, like, half a gut. Um, yeah, you know, I'm just a person. Yeah, just, just a human just being. Just trying to live my life. Yeah, literally. But on the other hand, um, you know, Kyle goes to the gym multiple times a week, keeps his shit together, has a set schedule, is not depressed, I don't think. Uh, I think that depression comes in all shape and, shapes and forms. Oh, tell um, me more about yourself, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> so it's very easy for me to smile and be happy. For be- those who don't know, Kyle is the smiliest human being I've met on the entire yeah. planet. Um, <laughs> very easy for me to smile and be happy because it makes others happy. And I like bringing joy to others. Uh, as far as have I ever been depressed? Sure, absolutely. Been suicidal at points. But you don't ever... I've I've logically worked out that it wouldn't make sense for me to kill myself because it would only bring pain to the people around me sure. and that's not what I want. I want to bring happiness to the people around me. It's a very not selfish way to kill your to not kill yourself. <laughs> it's very unselfish. Yeah. Um and part of hiding depression for me is not uh being recluse and in my bed. It's going out and being around people and showing everyone like, look, I'm I'm very happy. Like I'm smiling, I'm chill. Um, so literally the opposite of me, literally the opposite. (laughs) (laughs) I believe that everyone deals with sadness in different ways. You know, we have ups and downs and those are a part of life. And like, I gotta say, I've I've seen you sad, like, I can't even quantify the amount of time, very little (laughs) times in my life. And I've known you for many, very many years. It's not that you haven't spoken to me about serious things, but never really like sad Kyle. Sad Kyle is, is. He doesn't like to come out and talk to other people. <laughs> Refer to him in the third person. Yeah. The sadness turns into a, um, uh, I want to say, uh, a disruption in who I am. Mm. And I get agitated. And the agitation comes out in conversations. And I don't get angry. Um, I haven't been angry in years. But I get very frustrated. Frustrated. Yeah, frustrated. I've definitely seen you very frustrated yeah. before. Frustrated and just not understanding of other people, not willing to understand because I am, uh, especially if having been in the Marines, it's you need that, that routine. And to find the routine is like the goal for me, right? Mm-hmm. As long as I have something to do or the next thing to do, then I'm okay. And my mind is taken back from whatever, you know, sadness or things that I'm, you know, ruminating on. Is that the right word? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I got nothing for you. Yeah, on whatever. One. Dyslexia, Parsh. Yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I think that we all deal with it in different ways. Um, but for the most part, if I was to take like a, a happiness test or like to like level out where I am, I'm definitely on the higher part because I, I force myself to be on the higher part. I work out. It releases endorphins when I work out. Sure. I treat my body well. I eat right. Um, I'm just treating whatever engine I have as a body. And I think my body is an engine. Right. right? We are, you know, conscious machines, um, biological machines. I think that by treating my body right, I'm better able to deal with any depression or sadness that comes my way, which I wasn't always able to do. Uh, and of course, I still have my vices, which fucking suck, but... You're human. You know, yeah. We all got problems. Yeah, we all got problems. But you're... you're so like like the dreams, I'm, I wouldn't call myself a dreamer. Uh, I'd call myself a doer. 
because I like working for those dreams, but I don't always get them. So I like to fail a lot too. Or I, not fine. that I like to fail, but I do fail. Last Jedi spoilers, failure is the yeah. lesson. <laughs> um, I just, uh, I want to try and find that for other people and share that with them because it's possible. Sure. I'll say this about you though. Like, yes, definitely. Like I've seen you try and spread that joy. I see you. You want people to feel good like you. And that's kind of the vibe I get from you. Like, you're like, I feel this way and I can do this and I can improve myself. So why the fuck can't you do it? And you know, but the thing about you is sometimes you will kind of say it and why the fuck can't you do it? And like, I see your frustration come from that sometimes. Like, I, For me personally, I've seen you look at me and be like, what the fuck is wrong with you, Ben? Why don't you just get your ass out of bed for a moment, take a walk, you know what I mean? Do something to get the blood flowing in your veins and i'm just like fuck off kyle <laughs> you know? i'm chill yeah. i'm chill and i i think at the end of the day that's really is what separates us as two very different human beings because our happiness stems from very very <laughs> different places i think part of uh, a growing frustration is wanting to to have or to show other people that they can be happy and then watching them not succeed in the ways that you want them to succeed, sure. right? Because everyone goes on their own path and everyone takes their lives at their own pace. And I want everyone, or at least people that I'm trying to like push to, to be better thems, I want them to do it faster. Yeah, listen, don't get me wrong. Yeah. And, I see, and I see your perspective of it very clearly because I know especially, I even I'll, I'll start going to the gym two weeks and after two weeks I'm preaching to the fat guy next to me, why haven't you been in the gym? You know what I mean? <laughs> I can't help myself to do it. So I can only imagine on your side, you're doing it all the fucking time. How could you not tell me who you're, your friend, you see, you want, you believe in my well-being, right? You want me to be good and right and feel good. And how it almost, uh, it would be almost like the opposite of your instinct to tell me to not. And then I feel like a way. failure when you don't succeed sure. in the ways that I want you to succeed. Of but that's course. not how it works. No, it's You're not, not going to do it the I'm way I want. Person. You're going to do it the way you want. That's right. Like I want my parents to go to the gym with me in the morning. Good luck. I, they were doing it for a while. And then it, my dad got injured and he took mm. a while off. And then my mom didn't feel motivated to go because my dad wasn't going. Right. And then them not going, every time I go to the gym... There's this one guy who's there and he always is like, Kyle, where's your parents? And I'm like, don't oh, fucking man. bring it up, man. Like, I'm pissed about it. They don't listen to me. That's like, I want them hilarious. to succeed. And he's like, don't worry about it. I know exactly how you feel. You want them to, you're trying to help them. And when you can't help them, you're failing them. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, it's okay. You're not failing them. I'm like, ah, thanks, Thank man. Thank you. you yeah. Sometimes you need a little bit of that pat on the back. Right? Yeah, I need Nothing a pep talk every once in a while. Nothing wrong with that. Everybody does. Everybody does. Hey guys, we're going to take a quick little break here and give a big, big thank you to our sponsor, the Blockchain Academy. They let us use their studio and their equipment and they teach you all about blockchain technology. You can check them out online. They have world-class instructors and they're going to teach you how to use blockchain. So we just want to say thank you to them again and let's get back to the show. I don't want to, I'll preface this. You, you got let go from the Marines, right? Yes. And how was it dealing with that? Like, what was like, like you're, you were, it's pretty crazy. So Kyle was like training to be a fucking Marine, right? Like, I mean, insane as fuck. And he's hardcore into this shit. And his mind is in one place and he's got his life set in one very stone direction, it feels like. 
And one day that just gets flipped upside down and, you know, he's not in the Marines anymore. How, how the fuck do you, like, how, how did you get yourself to keep moving forward from that point? I mean, that's a that's a tough thing to deal with, I can only imagine. Yeah, uh, it's part of uh, who I am and it's a massive setback. Uh, I served for two and a half years and... I was, other than honorably discharged, which is a administrative separation from the military. And during my separation, it felt like the world was going to end and nothing mattered because I was not going to succeed at whatever I was going to do next. And never thought in my life I'd hear Kyle say words like that. I'm not even kidding. And it was very difficult to motivate myself enough to want to do better. But all of my motivations were uh, initiated externally and then um, cultivated and nurtured internally. So I saw my friends who were succeeding and I said, I want to be as good as them. I would like to walk next to them. Uh, I want to be with them wherever they go. And so I was like, fuck, like, how do I do that? Like, how do I succeed? I saw um, ex-girlfriends and girls that I would be with who didn't, it didn't work out and that I wanted it to work out. And there has been many um, where I wanted to be good enough for them. I wanted to raise the bar of who I was and I couldn't figure out how to do it. And I had a self-destructive personality and habits and probably still do, you know? Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. we're all a little self-destructive. Sometimes it gets the better of us. But I think that from my setbacks, I've grown into a stronger person. I was trying to go, uh, or I was planning to go. I personally think this is a much better path for you not to cut you off. No, but... that's okay. Uh, maybe it's a good thing I didn't go to the Middle East. Um, <laughs> I like to think so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, uh, it, it, uh, sorry to cut your, your point off, but no, that's all right. you know, the at least the vibes I got from people in the Marines connected to you and people in the military period is that there is a lot of ignorance going around there. And I feel like that's not an environment like, I'm not trying to diss the Marines or anything like that, but uh, I think this is just a better environment for your brain and you as a human being personally, just not, you know what I mean? Like I know you're always striving for knowledge and you want to learn the next thing. And I don't think that was an environment conducive to it. Like it's, it just wasn't, at least the people around you didn't feel like those people. I didn't know them personally. You can tell me, you know, tell me I'm wrong, but just from what I, from what I've seen, I didn't feel that way. And also, of course, I wouldn't like the idea of you being shot at by (laughs) terrorists or whoever the fuck you'd be fighting. You know what I mean? So putting all that together, I think it's better that you uh, are walking the path that you are today. And as far as vices go, I mean, everybody's a little self-destructive. And, you know, you just got to know when to uh, cut that shit. Yeah, it's difficult to just cut that, though, right? It's so Uh, much easier said than done. plenty of shit I need to cut right now, (laughs) but I'm not dying, you know what I mean? And I'm not an addict right now, or maybe I'm addicted to pot, but I'm not in, I'm not, you know what I mean? I'm not killing myself. But see, you're not even addicted to pot. You're addicted to the habit of what it does for you, which is Mm. the habit of relaxing and unwinding because you feel so overwhelmed by everything that's going on around you in your life. And so pot allows you- Overwhelmed is the the word Maybe just whelmed? Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) 
You know, right at the brink. I was not going for that, man. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was perfect. That I wasn't was perfect. sure. That was real good. Go Just on, some back uh, story for that. I say whelmed a lot. And Ben thinks it's the most absurd thing. Yeah, because it's not a fucking word, man. There's, there's it's a word. There's underwhelmed and there's overwhelmed, and, and then there's whelmed. No, whelmed is not a literal. I like. I don't think in the dictionary whelmed Dude, is. You, you got can, a laptop in front I of you. Do you, you can be? You said whelmed. we'll look up some cool shit during this episode. So there, like there you go. Like whelmed, and I'm telling you right now, you're about to be proved wrong that whelmed is not a real word. <laughs> dictionary whelm. To engulf, submerge, or bury, to flow or heap up abundantly. Yeah, so Old English, whelm. It's not the to whelm. Whelmed, dictionary.com. To submerge, engulf. Two, to overcome utterly. Overwhelm is another way of saying it. Verb, to roll or sub or surge over something as in becoming submerged. Whelm. So the answer is no, it's not the word with the definition that you were saying it with. Listen, that's man. not a definition of it. We, we make up words all the time. All right. All right. Listen. Selfie became a word. I'll, whelmed in my context, and it right. will it will create its own definition. Off sure. of this. Here, you've actually we've officially published it to the podcast world, guys. <laughs> this is episode zero zero of the Whelmed Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Me and Kyle are fools, man. What were yeah. we talking about? Being whelmed. Being whelmed. Right. Right. The military. You leaving. Um, us meeting. Oh, you know what was interesting with what you were saying, where you said you wanted to walk side by side your friends. You know what I mean? Like I really do understand that. Like we've we've got this great group of friends, but you really. It's not like you'd be embarrassed. Uh, at least I don't think this is where it would come from on from my side. But you do want to be on the same level as the rest of our friends. You know what I mean? It's like you don't want to have to be that guy that your friends need to help out or something. You want to be able to be your own man. And you know, it's it's pride. I guess it's pride. <laughs> that's, yeah, I think that's pride. what I'm boiling it down to over here. That I would say, you know, you want to have the pride to be like, yes, me and Kyle do our shit. And we're humans. And, you know, this is us. And that's good. You know, and you and and you should aspire to be like your peers, or in the sense that if your peers are successful and doing good, <laughs> and they can be successful in their own ways. Sure, uh, listen, I'm I'm not talking about monetary. Yeah, yeah. Success, success personal. in in happiness, in uh, fulfillment. Like some of my friends, I see that they're very fulfilled with what they do. I would like to find that fulfillment with the things that I do too, and Definitely. to just you know dive into whatever that activity is and just you know like a seed, you know, just grow and expand and bloom or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, so when you're dealing with a difficult time, what is your go-to Ben? How do you, how do you overcome difficulties? I, uh, I take my cigarette pack. I take out my favorite 27 and, uh, I crush it into my grinder with my pot. And then I grind it all up and I'm, you know, methodically will roll a fat ass spliff and I'll smoke it. And that's how I, <laughs> that's, that's how I deal with my, I don't know, dude. I mean, I, I listen, I used to, I, I'm not internalizing things these days, maybe like I quite used to. I, things slide off me a lot better now, you know, like I don't need to sit back and like, I, I'll say the only 
the arguments I'm really having in my head these days are in person or with my dad, you know what I mean? And me and my dad are just two very different people. Or you're the exact same. Or the exact same person. You know what? I I actually, I also came to that conclusion recently <laughs> when we were arguing and I was like, you know what? You don't want to get your point across and you don't want to let me get my point across and our heads are just going to keep fucking slamming into each other. So I guess we really are the same because my brother is exactly like that too. It's like you don't hear the other person talking and all you want to do is get out your point. And like if you – it's so annoying because I, I, for years I used to – I at least I like the – he's still like this. My dad is like a person of logic and if, if I can like explain something logically to him, I would like to think that I, it would – put me in the right you know what i mean or at least make sense so now these days when i'm trying to come up with arguments with him i'm trying to win them in the most logical sense possible and he's like a fucking vulcan so <laughs> i'll do that these days and i feel like i've logically gotten to my end point and he'll still disagree with me and like it'll drive me fucking nuts <laughs> or you know what his last last argument we had is so fucking stupid i'm not even going to tell the argument but I, it was it was something between me and my brother and my dad, and I put up a perfectly logical reason why we should be doing it X, Y, and Z way, right? And to me, he answered, "I don't want to deal with it. That's why I'm not. That's why I'm leaving it up to you guys." And I'm like, "Dude, I just like explained it in the best way possible how we can deal with this situation. Nobody's angry and whatever." And he still kind of told me to fuck off about it. You know what I mean? And that that pissed me off like a lot. You know. I was like, what the, what the fuck, man? You know, like, well, uh, did he tell you to fuck off or did he tell he you that he doesn't want to deal with it and he's leaving it up to you guys? Because that's what he said, right? Words for word, that's what he said. But what he meant was, fuck off, Ben. I don't want to deal with this. Deal with it. But it's not, it, it's not like I was asking him to deal with anything. He was placing an arbitrary rule in his own fucking house that I came up with a very logical response to that made perfect sense for how we were dealing with what we're doing in the house. And he was against it, not for the fact that he didn't think I was right, because he wouldn't tell me if I was right or wrong. He didn't answer that question when I kept fucking asking him. Obviously, he thought I was fucking right. He just didn't want to fucking deal with it, which means to me that he didn't want to talk to my brother about it, which he claims is not the reason. But mm -hmm. I guarantee it's, it's probably the fucking is. reason. But it, you know what? You know what the reason is? It's because my brother's just as annoying as me. I'm sure he fucking <laughs> came up with some argument too, and said the same sort of. You know what I mean? Why couldn't you go to your brother with the logic? You know, because me and my brother don't talk that much. That's my own personal problem. Um, you could try. Sure. I mean, I do talk to my brother literally, but I don't talk to him literally. Like, my brother, I get angry at him before I'm angry. You know what I mean? Before he says anything, I'm already pissed off at him. You know what I mean? Like, I have... That's just because you're having previous conversations with him. Exactly. But they didn't happen. I have years of pain. Uh, yeah, a lot of them didn't happen. There really aren't... Listen, uh, legitimately in the lifetime of me and my brother, there haven't been that many real arguments. There has been me fucking with him as a little kid. Him used to look up to me. Him not looking up to me anymore, me not being a shining example of a brother to look up to for sure. Um, us not talking really, like we never really talked that much, but like as it went on, we stopped really talking more. If that makes sense. And um, then it just turned into he's like things he's doing are really pissing me off. And he reminded me, like, him in his last years of high school reminded me a lot of the kids I really didn't like in high school. So I think that also sat in my head. Like, he was very, mm. 
not like my brother's a jock, but he reminded me of some of the jockier kids and some of the douchier kids in our school. I'm not going to say any fucking names, but I sure you know who you are if you're listening to this growing up. Not that I was in my own flavor of douche in high school, but different story. Oh, for sure. They're for sure. For sure. Um, but like, I don't know. I was just fucking hating on the way he was, which who knows? Maybe I was in the fucking in the wrong for doing this in the first hand. But it built this impression of my brother in my head. And now it's very hard to start a conversation with him because I have like anger in my in my head. He also gets him. angry at you, right? Sure. Yeah. He, well, he gets really annoyed with me. See, this is the thing. My brother and my dad do not like the style of living I like. And I'm a lot more blasé than they both are about most things. You know what I mean? So, you know, you leave an extra pan in the sink overnight and my dad is fucking bitching at me in the morning. And that's it's not conducive to my life, like how I conduct myself. And, I, you know, I'll clean the fucking pan, but I'll clean it in the morning. And so, so just to, you know... Put in a Sorry, perfect I, I, example. I no, it's totally cool. There, yeah. Uh, per, put in a perfect example. My mom likes dishes to be washed or like you know sponged really quick. Right. You know, food off of the plate or whatever, and then put in the dishwasher. Okay. I do it all the time. She likes it to like have a napkin or something put over something in the microwave. That way, when you you know cook something in the microwave, mm-hmm. it doesn't splash up on the ceiling and on the sides of the microwave. I do that, sure. and it's really funny when. The microwave gets dirty. It's because she or my dad put it in and didn't put anything over it, and then it explodes. And they're like, "Oh shit!" And they like go and they like put something over it after, but it already exploded. This pisses you off. And then they'll put stuff in the sink, and they won't wash it. And it's like, well, why do? Why does it fall upon me to do what you say? But then you'll come home, and you'll see like dad didn't do it, or you didn't do it two days ago, and I just didn't touch him because I keep putting my stuff directly from what I'm eating onto. You know, wash and then I'll into tell the, you the dishwasher, exact answer for and this. they just don't want it. They want everything to be their way. And listen, living at home, you could have it your way. Exactly, it's fine. It's exactly. It's at the end of the day, you are living in their house, and I get that, and I respect that from my dad too. But same shit, man. I'll come downstairs. There'll be whole weekend where shit will be in the sink, just not my shit. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Just and walk no, away. From nobody's it. getting yelled at for that, except for me if I'm leaving my shit. You know, that's the annoying part. That it's like I'll see other shit. That's a fucking fuck, man. Come on. <laughs> Come on. But I get it. I actually had something else I wanted to say, and I completely just lost it. But the point is, it is your parents' rule, especially if you're like, I'm living in the house of my dad right now. I get it, you know? But okay, so I remember what I wanted to say. What I wanted to say is, (laughs) this is not my first experience living in a house of my dad. You know what I mean? My parents had rules for me growing up. But and this is like I get his point. He gets angry because I'm like, listen, I like I don't live like this, this and this, like one, 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 you know, like I can't do one. Like I can literally because I am doing it right now, but I don't like to, you know, I like moving at my own fucking pace and growing up in my house when my dad and my mom were living together. None of these fucking rules existed. You know what I mean? Not that I would just leave shit all over the place, but I usually just throw it in the sink. I'll figure it out later. You know what I mean? Or. I guess my mom was cleaning some stuff too, but still, it was just like I moved in the house with him, and he brought 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 the hammer down of how he liked shit done in his house and whatever. You know, I respect it because I have to. There's a roof all over my over my head, but it only goes so far. Mm. It only fucking goes. So I'll tell you the argument right now that I'm about to have this argument next week. I've been fighting it in my head all fucking. I wish he didn't tell me it two weeks ago. He told me two weeks ago. He goes, Ben, um. I'm not going to make you quit smoking pot, but you're not allowed to smoke pot in my house after New Year's. 
And my initial reaction was really to tell him to go fuck himself. You know what I mean? Like, the whole thing, he was like, uh, I I don't like you're leaving uh, roaches in the the backyard or something. I'm like, all right, if that's the problem, like, I can clean the roaches. He says, I I don't like uh, feeling uncomfortable sitting with you at the dinner table. I'm like, I'm sorry, you feel uncomfortable at the dinner table. But you know what? Fundamentally, I'm not fucking telling, he's not telling me to stop smoking fucking pot. Like, who am I hurting? I'm going outside the house to smoke. I'm not smoking in my room or anything. You know what I mean? It's just him feeling uncomfortable. And at that point, that's where I'm actually drawing the line because you can't fucking tell me, like, what to do with myself, you know? Eh, I don't know. The, the whole thing pisses me off. I wish I hadn't been thinking about it for the past two weeks. Yeah. It's, it's not been eating me up inside, but it has been annoying me because I know it's just an upcoming fight I'm about to have with my dad that I really would prefer not to have when we can just keep business as usual going and following all the extra little fucking rules besides, you know? Don't make me fight about my fucking pot usage with you right now. Are you out of your fucking mind? I Hope think that part this. of that is a refusal of you wanting to... <clears throat> I don't want to quit smoking pot. Yeah. Yeah. And- and listen, you I don't, I don't think I have to. I'm a grown ass man. I can do what I want. Yes, you are. You know? And at the same time, outside sources can sometimes show you the faults that you have. So a lot of the times when my parents give me advice, it's the same advice they've given me all my life. That's so why haven't I heard it? Why haven't I listened to it? I get so pissed. It's like, mom, I don't want to hear another fucking speech. Mm-hmm. And she, she's very, very good at somehow finding something to <laughs> give you a speech about. Like, you know, if this, this, and this was done, then this wouldn't happen. It's like, holy shit. Like, I get it. But at the same time, how many times has she said it? Why can't I get it right? What is the issue? Well, is it me getting it right? Or is it me wanting to live my life a different way? Well, I'm not really sure. I guess I'll need to figure that out. Some introspection or something. Because, like, for me, I'd say we're not fucking teenagers at this point. You know what I mean? I know what's right and wrong. I know what literally needs to be done on a day-to-day. But there are certain things where, you know, it's... Like, listen, yes, you have to follow certain rules that you're still living under your parents' household. But there's a point. There's There's a line. You know what I mean? At what point is it following your parents' rules or your parents telling you how to live your life, you know? Like, doing the dishes is following your parents' rules. Mm-hmm. 25 years old, my dad telling me to stop smoking pot and me in, in, in a way where it's an arbitrary rule in my house. You know what I mean? That's, that's telling me how to live my life in a sideways way. You know what I mean? And uh, I don't respect that. I... He's providing a house for you, though. Thank you. Yeah. And I appreciate it. But... I'm also my own human. Right. I'm also not 18, so you can't tell me what substances to put in my body. Right. You know, my answer to him is literally, if you don't want me to smoke pot at home, I'm just going to start doing coke off the kitchen table. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, what the fuck do you want from me, man? If this is not what you want, then I'm just going to say fuck you and put my dick on the table. You know, that's literally like how I feel to respond to him right Perfect now. example. My yeah. mom doesn't want me to get any more tattoos. She says the next tattoo go. that I there get. You go. She's going to get a tattoo on her face. And I'm like, Mom, that's going to ruin your life. Uh, you will, you, I would test you that would, one. You would literally ruin your life with a face tattoo. And I don't mean people with face tattoos have ruined their lives, but my mother is in her 50s. She works sure, a weird executive job. You know, she, If one morning she just showed up to work with a giant, and she goes, a giant right <laughs> on my forehead. I'm like, Mom, if you go to work, they might want to fire you. Like, you can't just, like, be you and then all of a sudden, you know, blast that she's just trying to scare of you. course yeah and the reality Didn't is she say that to you before you got any tattoos though some no shit no like that. after the first 
like three, I think she said, if I get another. And then I think I'm at six now. But the point is, is that she also said that me and my brother had been designing a family crest. And if he gets the tattoo, she will get the tattoo as well. And part of that is my brother doesn't have tattoos. And so she doesn't want him being, let's say, tainted like me, right? Because I have tattoos. Ooh, you know? Tainted. In my, in my mother's eyes, it's, oh, my God, you, you can't do that. And I think that's generational, you know? Sure. Her generation, sure. tattoos were viewed as, ooh, that person's bad. They they like to do stuff and, and put themselves in very precarious situations. Does it like, feel like that's where her judgments are coming from? Oh, absolutely. From? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, then, you know, that's I, I would say that's generational. And I also would say take a look at this generation. Freaking you see people on every every uh, level of business with tattoos these days. Yeah. It's not uncommon anymore. It's not uncommon at all. But, you know, she still sees you as your, as your mom uh, yeah, and your, your baby. little baby. You I know? am. I'm her baby. And, uh, you know. And she's got to deal with me. Baby's <laughs> drawing with markers all over himself. Yeah. And... <laughs> And it's funny because she used to get me like fake tattoos, right? And I'd be like, oh, oh it's a wow. tattoo. She, she didn't even know. She no didn't clue. even know. I once got a, what do you call them? Henna tattoos. Yeah. I went to this dude and he did a henna for me. And my parents were, I must have been like under 10 years old. And he drew me a mermaid with huge tits on my arm. <laughs> <laughs> my parents were not big fans of it. I thought it was fucking hilarious at the time. 10 so years old? I was young. I was definitely young. Like pre-bar mitzvah young. Wow. Yeah. That was a funny moment. All right, whatever. Fuck the, the mermaid tits. All right, so we'll, we'll get back. Let me ask a little thing about you. So I also, uh, you weren't always like into like nerdy like culture and shit like that, were you? Like growing up, always like? <laughs> no, I liked to socialize. I liked to, and by nerdy culture, Ben means that I read comics. Uh, nerdy culture? You know, anything. I read a lot of books. like the hobby. Um, yeah, my hobbies have changed throughout the yeah, years. Nothing against nerds. <laughs> I don't know. So funny about that. <laughs> and I, I just want like, do you do you use it as a disconnect? Like, do you use it as a yeah? A it's a way escape? for me to recharge, to uh, jump into another universe. Um, you know, when I read books, they're besides comic books. I read all nonfiction books, all informational based books. I like to learn about the world. I like to learn about my interests. Um, but growing up, no, I was not into reading. I think I read maybe two books in high school. And one of them- Spark noted the same book for like 10 years, man. And one of the books was The Odyssey and I read it twice. You read The Odyssey twice? Yeah, it's really fantastic. In fact, I actually stole the book, The Odyssey from high school and I have it at home and I like, you know, cruise it every once in a while. That like brown paperback we had of it? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like ripped and just destroyed, but I love it. I remember that It's a great story. Yeah, I never read it. Yeah. Well, you might want to read it. Or yeah. You, or you could read it. Whatever. It was the Iliad and the Odyssey, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Um, but no, in high school, I'd go out with friends. My brother was a nerdy. He would come home after school, had really good grades. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to be different, so I chose everything different. So I experimented with drugs in high school. I was out every day. I didn't get good grades. I didn't care. Sorry to cut you off again. Kyle yeah. once sold me something called Nobi Weed. <laughs> and what the fuck was I? Th- I must have been like, what, how old? The sixth grade, maybe? That was when I went to Boy Scout camp, Nobi Bosco. No. And in the weaving class, they the like material that you weave the baskets out of, it's Nobi. That's right. It was yeah. basket-like material. It was all wound yeah. up was the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. What the I can't believe, I believe kids in Boy Scout camp smoked that. That's the so, craziest so ex- part. What the fuck did they smoke? Did they wrap it around? So and it's like smoke because like the it's it? this. It's almost like a 
a piece of wood. It looks like those old wick chairs that your grandma has. And it was like a rolled up wick of chair. And he handed it to me with like one end burnt. And he's like, dude, smoke this, man. Like, what the fuck? There was a, there's a teen center in our town. And in sixth and seventh and eighth grade, we would go there and we would smoke that and roll literally post-its and put tape around the end of it and smoke the paper in like the big tree behind the teen center. This is the dumbest thing that kids could do. Thing. We thought we were the coolest. We were literally up there like smoking. And I think part of that was because my brother is older and uh-huh. his friends, I saw them smoke and my brother moved, removed himself from the situation. But I saw it as, oh shit, they're older. They're cooler. Like the first time I ever took a drag of a cigarette right. was walking into you town. We, we snuck out of my house. It was me and a bunch of my friends. And we wanted to go into town and get a pickle. We wanted to eat a pickle. Oh, my God. See, I believe that because we literally would find any reason to just sneak to out just of our houses out, yeah. as little kids. And we would, we went into town and we needed a pickle, but we didn't have any money. We needed a dollar. <laughs> so there was a bunch of high schoolers <laughs> the ultimate journey. standing like against a wall, looking all cool, you know, from the movies, smoking cigarettes. And I went up to them and I was like, hey, guys, like, can I get a dollar? And I think he was the coolest kid ever out of the group because <laughs> he's the one that didn't look around. He just looked at me and he went, you want a dollar? Take a drag. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Sounds like something from a movie, literally. And I and I took it and I like pulled it and I blew it out and he was like, "No, no, you got to inhale." And I'm like, "What's that?" And he like taught me how to inhale, like drag on the cigarette and then breathe in again. Is this the kid with the cool car in town with the glasses? I don't think so, but uh, you know who I'm talking about. I didn't uh, want to maybe, say his name. I don't know his name. All right, I'll leave. This it was there. definitely just some random high schooler, it's and. Uh... I inhaled it and I started coughing hysterically and the group of like uh, teenagers all started laughing at me and my friends were like, I can't believe you did that. And I was like, yeah, but I got a dollar. <laughs> now we all get pickles. How old were you? They gave you a fucking cigarette. I think cigarette. we were like 11, maybe 12. Wow, that guy was a literal douche. Yeah. What is wrong with me? Maybe even been, yeah, it was probably 11 going into sixth grade. I couldn't imagine even being in high school giving like a tiny kid a cigarette like that to smoke in front of my, hey, now you got to inhale. It's kind of fucked up, you know what I I mean? I mean, I asked for money. Monetary, they wanted a laugh. Fair enough. He paid for the laugh. Yeah, I guess so. Right? We used to pay each other like dollars, $2 to like jump off high shit and like hurt ourselves. Sure, we used to do a lot of stupid shit like that. I don't know if we did it for money though. I think we would just fucking do it. I did it it for money. (laughs) Maybe you did, yeah. Yo, I'll do this crazy thing. You all give me a dollar right now. Oh, yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah. It's exactly like that. If everyone gives me a dollar, I'll do yeah, yeah. this. <laughs> like, I've done the cinnamon challenge twice. I've seen you. I remember you doing it in Baker's old house one time on a rainy day. Well, maybe three times now. I think that No, I think that was the second time you did it because I remember you saying you had done it before that day. It was like after school one day, randomly. You were cinnamon challenge for everyone so to down know. down to do it. Yes, oh, yeah, is you eat a tablespoon of cinnamon and you try and swallow all of it. It's impossible. It's absolutely impossible. I haven't tried it. Just first of all, I don't like cinnamon in the first place. Like so it's very disgusting. Yeah, but Kyle can, can bear cinnamon. But both times you see him like an old person fart, like a big cloud of like. I think of it more of a dragon. Smoke <laughs> comes out of your mouth immediately. Sure, you can call it a dragon. The poof of cinnamon and then the immediate coughing and then throw up. Yeah, just nobody try this. It's really not going to work it out sucks, for you. It sucks. It but sucks. I got a couple dollars. Couple dollars from that one. All right, what what was the point I was cutting yourself? You're telling me about nerdy escapes. Yeah, yeah. Let's get back. You, to that. you find you find different uh, things to different hobbies, different passions, and as you you grow up, they change. I thought one thing was um, the ultimate, you know, be all end all of who a person could be, and it uh, it's it's not true. 
It's so not true. I think we were almost programmed to feel that way growing up. You know what I mean? Or at least it felt like anybody who cared about their hobby was a loser. I don't know why that was like an image in my head, but it's so not what it should be. What a fucked up thing. You know, it it makes me feel like a 90s bully almost thing with that mindset, you know? And uh, I mean, we grew up in the 90s, so that makes sense. Kind of, yeah. I mean, it's just, I don't know. In high school, I would not have flaunted being as geeky about certain shit as I do today. You know what I mean? I have no shame when it comes to my passions and the things that I enjoy. And maybe in high school, I would have, you know? I Like, I was pretty shameless regarding most things, but I also, you know what I mean? I wasn't, I wasn't reading comic books and, like, going through all the Star Trek episodes or, like, reading, you know? But now... Ben has watched Star Trek twice. What's that? You've watched it twice. I've watched Just it. letting everyone know. I've watched it many times, much more than twice. Okay. I go to sleep to TNG literally every night. That's, <laughs> that's Picard for all you youngins, uh, the Patrick Stewart captain. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's there's no shame associated with it anymore. And, it's, and you know what? I, f- I feel that, honestly, I maybe would have formed better connections with different people in high school if I would respected people's passions a little more. And I'm... Um, a little sad that I did not. And Without you, throwing out any names, can you think of an instance? Of a, I don't think I ever like really straight up bullied someone for enjoying something. Maybe I busted somebody's balls. I don't know. I guess maybe that's what I'd call bullying back then. So maybe I did. Maybe I am an asshole. I, I can't remember anything specifically. I'm thinking about it right now. I don't, why you got one? You got a big half smirk <laughs> on your face. You remember me telling me telling somebody to fuck off over something? Not fuck off, but I used to judge a lot of people for things that they did. Sure. And I wouldn't say anything to them directly. I didn't like, you know, upsetting other people. And some of the people that I was close with were more, you know, just loud about it. Like, I thought it, and I judged them. And my friend would just blast it. Like, oh, look at that fucking kid over there. What a loser. And I'm like, shit, like, now, because I thought it before, like, I am, you know, an internal asshole. Mm -hmm. And I I didn't want to do that, so... Yeah, no, I, d- I don't remember you ever making fun of anybody, really. You weren't a mean kid. Yeah. It's funny because uh, I thought of myself as very strong, but w- when I got older and uh, like I used physically? to- Like physically? Like, yeah, physically older. Uh, oh, no, physically strong? No, yeah. no, like mentally strong. Gotcha. Um, and when I got older, I, my parents would dislike that I would always go out right, in high school and whatnot, and they'd be like- why don't you come home? Like, what, what, what's wrong? And I would always say, or I would say sometimes, you know, I'm not going to be like my brother. I'm not going to come home. Uh, I like having friends. And it's like, my brother did have friends. Right. Uh, and one time when I said that, my mom was like, you know why Jake doesn't have as many friends? It's because he stood up for his friends sometimes. Uh, and I, she told me a story about when he was with his friend or a group of his friends, and they all started picking on one that he was close with. Mm-hmm. And he stood up for him. And they all kind of pushed him out of the circle then. I didn't know that about him because it's not something that you you talk about if you're just a good person and you want to protect others. That's Uh, an unfortunate scenario, though. Yeah. But, I mean, it showed the strength of my brother to want to, you know, help out someone that was being picked on. And when I saw people being picked on, I never really did help them out. Even just standing on the sideline, you are uh, allowing it to happen. Sure. You're still, you know, responsible in a way. 
Sure. How, I mean, listen, you, you, you can't even blame your high school self for being a bystander in those situations yeah. because, you know, you were worried at that time that you were the next one on the chopping block. You know what I mean? Also true. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody was kind of shitting on each other those days. But, you know, yeah, I'd say our group of friends specifically, we've all very well been very good at picking on one person at a time sometimes, you yeah. know, but you even know, each other, I'm talking about each other. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would, I would say that that person uh, usually makes it out or they get very pissed off and, you know, we take some time to cool off and we come back. But I think that's also a sign of like our friends, like friendship, you know what I mean? I think that's just part of every, also being friends. Yeah. yeah. Well, every group of boys group of guys we're it's, so good at tearing each other tearing up, each though. other apart it's part of uh, so merciless sometimes it's part of like pack mentality is you know you're constantly fighting against each other but you all love each other because we hunt together and whatnot you yeah know? hunting changes and yeah no i'm i'm just I'm thinking of a better way to describe it but we <laughs> we can all just be such assholes to each other sometimes it's crazy all right it doesn't bother me anymore nicest assholes you'll ever meet nicest assholes you'll, I, I hope i hope I would say so. We're Every time nice. anyone's introduced to us, they're it's always true. like, it's true. Yeah, they're always enjoying the. We're very our welcoming company. to new people these days. Yeah, maybe back in the day we weren't as welcoming. I don't think so. I think cliques are very uh, common in high school, and you just—it's yeah. funny to see cliques now being older. And I don't mean looking back at young kids. I mean even looking at our age group. You walk around a party, a, you know, a well-populated party, and you notice that. There are cliques everywhere, and they don't really talk to each other, and it's difficult to walk up to a clique because you don't know what to say, and they were in the middle of a conversation, and you're not a part of it, and sure. so you try and join in, and they're like, uh-huh, sure, yeah. man, yeah, and then they just look at each other and keep talking. Yeah. I think that's part of the disconnection of... <laughs> he said it. He said it again. <laughs> I think that's part of the disconnection of our generation and the younger generations is that they don't know how to step into an uncomfortable situation and be your fucking self. Just be yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, because you want to step into a conversation and you want to be what that conversation, what the people in those conversation are looking for you to be almost, you know what I mean? In the sense that you want to be able to say what you want to be able to be part of the conversation. And maybe you imagine being part of that conversation is being a little bit different than you actually are, if that makes sense. And I think sure. that that really did used to be a, don't get me wrong. I think every human does this without even thinking for the record. And it's not, not a total sign of weakness or anything like that, because I just think it's how we interact socially. And it's how you can all, how you can use your words to relate to other people, I guess saying it in the simplest terms. And you want to, you know, you're in a party scenario, you want to walk up to somebody and you want to be able to relate to them or their conversation if you find them interesting, right? But to what point, to what extent are you going to make a fool of yourself trying to speak about something you don't know about? Are you going to come in and boast that you understand this in a very, you know, and boast whatever the fuck they're talking about or just say something fucking stupid and take it from there and you know i'd say the the best i just went off in a weird rant but i'd say the best answer <laughs> is to come in and just make it your own you know not interrupt conversations uh per se but come in and continue that conversation as if you were in it if that makes sense yeah it does and then you can take it from there I was recently at a party. That's very hard to do. <laughs> it's not easy. I mean, listen, I've been, I've been trying to do it for years. I've walked into a lot of conversations, got a lot of those looks you were just talking yeah. about in my life. Um, 
I'm very like I'm, I have this thing. Sorry to cut you off again, but when I walk around, like when I'm at a party, I very much like to walk between click to click to click to click. I do this pretty much every party I've ever remembered being at. I've I never sit down in one place for very long. I'm always walking around, kind of talking to all the different people at the party and getting the scope of the whole circle scenario, and then walking outside for a whole fat spliff, and then probably sitting <laughs> on the couch for a while, but. I do like that. Like, I don't like the fact that people are so clicky, but I do like being able to walk around a party and see multiple different worlds of conversations and people. And you're from this part in my life. Oh, you're friends with this person. That's fantastic. <laughs> so glad to see this. Tell me more, you know? And that's that stuff can be awesome. That's all I got. Yeah. I think that's part of uh, yeah. what, you know what we're going after though is that walking from click to click and we can find those those interesting conversations and we can see those those people and and instead of you know joining in on their conversation we're going to pull them into ours. There it is. Yeah, we're going to pull them into ours. We're going to ask them all sorts of random questions, ask them about their lives. Now all these cool people I know you're listening cuz you you all see me at these parties occasionally and um <laughs> that was so and uh, you've heard me and Kyle's thoughts now, and you know we're cool. Um, <laughs> no, I'm telling you, we're going to make millions off this podcast, Kyle. People are going are gonna to come, and they'll see us at parties, and they'll be like, man, these guys fucking rule. And, uh, we'll, so not to and, cool. and we'll, we'll be like, yeah, man, we fucking rule, man. And uh, then we won't have to join anybody's conversation because they'll be all – you're right. They'll be coming to our conversations, as you just said. Or we'll kidnap you and force you to come to our conversation. Yeah, or we'll <laughs> grab a one-eyed bunny and kidnap you. And yeah. oh, one-eyed uh, bunny is a joke about a shirt that I had. So what's so funny about a one-eyed bunny? That's and literally it, what the shirt says. And nothing's was a, that funny. About and there was a bunny with an eye patch, and it was hilarious. Yeah, Ori. He hears us. He's just cringing at us. What's the time schedule? Scale. Uh, coming up on fifty-five minutes. Eight minutes ago, we can we can do like the closing stuff now. Okay. Um, well, well anything else you want to add? I'm sure, we'll cut out the last two minutes. Ori probably hates me right now. Possibly. Um. <laughs> I'm excited for I'm excited for the adventure that uh that this will uh be and I hope that everyone listening right now no that sucked. All right, here we go. Kyle, I'm so happy we're doing this podcast together. Me too. It's only gotten better over time and even though this is just our first episode, people don't know that we're recording at last until I just told them. So <laughs> You know, um, I think this will be an awesome journey. It's already been a cool journey. Um, I've been happier since doing it. You've been happier since doing it. Maybe I don't. Know, I can't speak for you, but uh, no, you it, <laughs> it's been a good fucking time. I don't know, man. I don't. I like waking up every weekend knowing that I got Dragon Ball Z on Sunday, and I got also my podcast to do it with. Yeah. And that's those are two good things to look forward to in the week. And uh, I'm doing it with my two buddies, and my two buddies are doing it with me. And it's a, it's a good time, man. I'm I'm happy that whoever the fuck is listening right now is along for the ride, man. I hope I hope you guys stick stick around. Absolutely, do stick around. We have a lot of interesting guests coming up, and 
you'll get a new one every week. So uh, we'll catch you on the next episode of Disconnection. So I wanted to say it at the same time. Uh, we can, yeah, yeah, let's right. go for it. Ready? We'll catch you on the next episode of Disconnection. I think it even plays into. Wait, wait, I want to say it at the same time. Oh, okay. Okay, that's good. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Are we done? Yeah, yeah, we're done. Okay.